Oh yeah, I'm starting. Okay, give me a sec. You don't okay. have to restart. I'll just start. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to stop it. I'll just, I'll just start. Okay. Hello, welcome to Fountain Pen and Stationery Season 5, Episode 2, and my first episode of the year. Hello, How hey, this is Frank. Um, how are we doing, pal? Uh, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> the This month is almost over, and um, yeah, this this it's just flying by. Really now? I yes. mean, right now is what, January 29th? Yeah, oh shit, the, ah. first, the first month that was over, yeah. You are yeah. correct, sir. Everyone will know when we recorded now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're always, there's always a delay between uh, our recording and release by a couple of days. Uh, unless I really want to push out the episode that specific day, really. Well, o only the listener will know. Yeah, only the listeners will know. Well, only timely listener will know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, what is uh, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, you have shared quite a bit of stuff so far. Yeah, so I've been up to a lot. However, none of it is pen related. <laughs> uh, I guess fountain pen and a kind of stationery. I mean, yeah, kind of. Like I would expect to see all of these things on a stationery desk of the modern person. Uh, I would say the these kind of stuff would be closer to the older pen show that I have gone to, the more vintage pen show. Maybe not a new one. But mm, I, I can the, see what you're saying. Yeah, the older vintage one I've been to they sell quite a bit of similar products. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, if you want me to start talking about what I've been working on, yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying that like January for me, eh, little but late December, early January for me has been about Collins finishing his leftover projects from 2020. 2020, not 2023. No, yeah, 2020. Uh, okay, I guess having a kid does play with... Wait, 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 wait. Having a kid yes. shouldn't put everything on hold for, for an entire year. Yeah, uh, for three years. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting, but okay. All right. Okay, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share with you the projects that I put on hold, and then I'll talk about them individually. So at, I... Some listeners may know that I am kind of a watch person. I have a collection of watches that I, you know, like to wear and stuff. And there's a specific kind of watch called a Seiko SKX. Um, and the Seiko SKX is very popular because people like to mod them. People can take them apart, switch out the pieces, whatever. I had one or have one, and I've been wanting to mod it for a long time because it started to not tell time very well. I wore it uh, at the end of November, and it lost or gained a minute every five minutes. What? Yes. So, like, <laughs> if I would wear it, let, let's say I wore it at, like, 12 in the afternoon. By 12.05, it said 12.06. <laughs> By 12.10, it said 12.12. <laughs> Can I wear that for work and just leave according to that clock? <laughs> I don't think that's how time works, buddy. <laughs> hey, that's how, that's how it looks on my end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I buy all these, I buy all the, like the watch parts for the modding. And then someone at my office also does these modding things. And he told me what to buy and like all of the things to get. And this was back, 
I think in January of 2020. You COVID know, hits. Yeah. I, I think I see this website you provided to me before. I'm not sure you provided me that link before or <laughs> I stumble upon that myself. I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I'm pretty sure I did not share this with you. I didn't talk about this with you as, at all as far as I'm concerned. And that means I went through this myself. Interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, your, your weird kind of research rabbit holes, I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the, the rabbit hole goes pretty far. Yeah. So anyways, um, I have all of these parts. 2020 hits. Everyone goes in lockdown. My friend can't show me what to do. Uh-huh. But it's like, I can totally do it on my own, but I don't. I just leave it. And I wait for uh, everyone to go back to the office. Everyone goes back to the office. I you, you, you know, I remember researching this, and I remember there it requires either very, very good motor skill or you are going to require some tools. Which one yeah. did you choose to you? I mean, you with? always need tools. Like, I definitely bought tools. One-time like, use tools. Like, just not one-time use tools. Okay, one, just for this hobby tool. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Uh, so I didn't touch it until this past year or or this past November, I put on my watch again and I discovered the gains a minute every five minutes thing. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to I'm going to do this project now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but I was so prepared. I, I need you to understand this. The watch, I, I have two pictures, a set, uh, two watches in front of Frank uh, on our little dock. The bottom one is the watch that I care about. Okay. The top oh. one, the top one was a burner watch that I bought a long time ago. You also have a sacrificial tester. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because uh, I understand like watches tend to be kind of expensive. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that I have usually retailed around like 200, 250 at the time. Okay. The watch above I bought from drop for $95. <laughs> but they are the same internal. The internals are all the same. Seiko is very highly interchangeable. Okay. So, so actually, riddle me, uh, give it, <sighs> these are quartz watch. No, they're, they're mechanical. They're mechanical watch. Okay. Mechanical, okay. uh, uh, automatic watches. Yes. I was trying to understand how the heck it gets additional one minute every four, one out of five, basically. Yeah. When it's a quartz watch, but this is a mechanical watch. Yes. They're mechanical watches. Okay. 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 That, that cleared things up quite a bit. So... I finally decided to try using my burner watch. And I already had a bunch of pieces ready to go, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I go through the manual. It all worked fine. Uh, all the little pieces are really tiny. I'm just using my eye to put it in. Um, actually, it actually went really well. I didn't actually mess up at all. There's no butt coming? I mean, there is. <laughs> okay. Figures. The center of the watch has effectively three concentric circles. The hour hand circle, the minute hand circle, and the second hand. Okay. You, you, I mean, you understand what that, what that looks like, right? Yes. The hour hand is easy because it's the largest one. Okay. The minute hand was also pretty easy because it's just a little, little smaller. Mm -hmm. I could not for the life of me get the second hand on. Huh. I ended up bending the second hand because I was pushing completely incorrectly oh so now there's artistic twist to it 
<laughs> I, I I actually just didn't put the second hand on, and I was trying to do a bunch of research. At this point, I went on like Reddit and a bunch of research holes to find out how to do this. Okay. Um, everyone recommended that I just need a, a magnification. I just need to see it because it's a tiny little pin. It's like a little pin that you have to put it on. Okay. So I ended up buying one of those like jeweler eyeglasses that you ah okay yeah it was like 20 bucks on amazon it wasn't expensive but yeah i thought you would just uh get like a digital uh digital microscope no no i just wanted to spend a quick 20 dollar giant headpiece magnifier so when i bought it and my wife saw saw me take it out she was like oh my god what are you doing now <laughs> hey now i can fix tiny things it is true because the moment I looked at it with the magnifier, I put the second hand on and it was perfect. Like it, it was just like five seconds and I did it. So you you have the skills, you just lack the tools. Yes. And so with my burner watch fixed, I finally did my my real winner watch was the, which is the one below. I wanted to make I wanted to keep that one. Okay. Was that a success? Wait, wait, wait. So the left is the origin of the right is what you do to it. Yep. Yep. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. The right one looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of new new pieces. It's a little smaller. Everything works. Um, I, 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 if I remember, I'll post them on our uh, Instagram. Okay. For people to see. Uh, but I'm very happy with how that turned out. So how long did that take? Uh, well, my wife would say it took longer than expected. I would also say it took longer than expected, but basically one evening. That's not too bad. No, it's not. Once you figure out what you need to do, it's actually not that hard. And understand, I'm change I changed almost every piece of that bottom watch. The yeah. only thing that's the same is actually the face or the dial of it. Everything else is the different. The case, the the bezel, the glass, the hands, everything is different. Okay. Okay, okay. And this was also my first time, so assuming if I did it other times or more times, it's actually way faster. So that you say, if if our podcast wants to do like a limited run of uh, the watches, you can provide this <laughs> service, right? I, I mean, yeah, I, I sure hope not. It's, it's it's not easy, but I mean, it's not that hard either. But like, it is very time consuming. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once once I get used to, we can just crank it out like a sweatshop. I mean, yeah, that's not exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Ah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but so, okay. I, uh, the watch thing was one thing that I really wanted to get done. The other thing that I've been really into that other people on this, the listeners might know, is that I've been kind of into like home audio as well. Mm -hmm. And I've been, you know, trying out different things and tube amps and stuff. Well, I actually had an old bottlehead crack tube amp, which is a DIY tube amp. Um, you actually have to solder all of the pieces together and do all that stuff. Yeah. And I did it back in 2020. Mm -hmm. That was the one you got the uh, issue with imbalance on left and right channel, right? Yep. Okay. And uh, that that's actually the main reason why I stopped using it, because of the channel imbalance. Uh huh. Um. If I, what ended up happening is that the channel imbalance was the tube. The tube that they originally gave me had a small left uh, preference. I bought another tube and that tube had a small right preference. So that kind of proved that it was a tube thing and not like I messed up somehow. Okay. 
Yeah. But it, I still didn't like doing it because it was like, this was really annoying. I didn't like the left-right balance issue, yeah. so I stopped using it. But, you know, this year, I'm like, okay, I really should put it together and... Um, I'm sorry, there's a missing context. The kit that it comes with, you can buy an upgrade. So the original amp is called the Bottlehead Crack. And then there is a secondary part of it called the Speedball Upgrade that gives it better linearity and also makes the background no uh, uh, noise go down. Okay. Okay. The problem with the Speedball Upgrade is that it, re um, it requires you to solder on a circuit board. Yeah. And it's a little... The, the work area on a circuit board is tighter than point-to-point, -point, which is what the original amp was. And so, <laughs> okay. And so I just didn't want to attempt it yet because it just seemed like it would be more finicky, and I just put it off. And it turns out I put it off for three years. Okay. Okay, so this year I'm like, okay, fine. In my free time, I'm not handling the baby. Uh... I'll go into a separate room because soldering is kind of dangerous. Uh, you definitely don't want to do that in your children. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, it's got like lead. <laughs> you can. I was. Uh, I was gonna say you can use a lead free, but lead free is a pain in the butt to uh, handle. Yeah. The solder. Yeah. So and and they also rec don't recommend using the lead free one. So I was like, I'm just gonna go to a separate room and I make sure to shower. So I I did make sure that I was doing this safely. I'm not trying to endanger kids. Um. Uh, so I ended up building the speedball upgrade with the circuit board it actually ended up being not a problem at all it was actually pretty easy Okay. Uh, and then I also bought a separate uh, left right volume control potentiometer so you can actually fix the uh, biases yeah. okay yeah so once I did that oh my goodness I can't begin to say how much better it is with this upgrade. Like, it's like night and day. <laughs> okay, okay. I might actually end up selling my other tube amp because this end up, this this one ended up being the one that I originally wanted working. A much more expensive one. Yeah. Okay. So, I finally completed two of my 2020 projects in 2024. That took a while, buddy. It did. <laughs> As I can say, that took a while. It did. Uh, but I, I, I'm glad that you finally find time to do your 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 previous projects, so it, to speak. I mean, it's good when like your kid goes down, and you're just trying to like, oh yeah, there's been all of these things that I've wanted to do, and now that it's like when you when you don't have time anymore, there's a bunch of things you want to do now. <laughs> Or these things you suddenly realize that uh, you, you really you haven't finished. Yeah, so I, I I'm starting to do them now. Okay. I, I, as far as I know, I don't have any other 2020 leftover projects. Ah, uh, so so you think? So I think if I come up with any more, this corner will come back, and then I'll talk about it. But okay, okay, no problem. Yeah, that's been what my your January being occupying you for. Yes, yes. That's what this has been about. Okay. So, regards to hobby, um, let's say I have a cautionary tale for, for listeners. This is regards to people that work on cars. Uh-huh. Don't 
cheap out on uh, lifts and stuff. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. This is not me, okay? I, I know it's not you because I would have heard about yeah, it. But... Yeah, yeah. So, so I have a coworker. Oh no. Let's call him Mr. C. Oh no. Okay, so Mr. C decided to work on his uh, recently acquired. Prius, even though everyone tells him, dude, just leave the car stock. It's a Prius. It's, it's, it's a beater car. Just leave it. Oh, no. no. Mr. Pre must modify his car. Okay. So, Mr. C was trying to take things apart a little bit, and uh, he needs to take apart the uh, bottom panel of the Prius. Okay. Mr. C's uh, original car jack apparently is too short for him to uh, lift the uh, Prius up. Okay. And for him to fit under. Okay. So during the Christmas break, Mr. C is working on the Prius and uh, realized that, hey, the card lift, the card jack that comes with the car actually extends a little bit higher than his car lift. The the default card jack that comes with the car. That's for not you, meant for, for... for... Yes. For, for oh. you to change out your spare tires. It's the one that's meant for emergency situations for you to do the work quickly to change out your car tire, not for prolonged service to your car. And not, not for actual service of your car, especially not when you're underneath it. Yes, that one. Okay, yes. So <laughs> oh, Mr. No. C realized that one is a little bit higher, so he decided to use that for himself to fit in. Oh, no. <laughs> so he has a car jack set up. Uh, kind of first first mistake is having it set up horizontally to the uh, car, so it's kind of like in the easier start to be tilted in the first place. He set it up, he looked at it a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, maybe this is not too safe. Maybe I should put my uh my lower car jack down there just in case. My my actual car lift down there just in case." But that's so, not how lifts work. But okay, continue. So he put a, he put the car lift next to the car jack, like also where it can still support the car. Just just to see, in his mind, just just in case nothing falls. Okay. Okay. So Mr. C is down below on the car, start working on it, start working on it, and then he need to take off the bottom panel. The bottom panel button doesn't budge. Oh, so God. so now Mr. C is kind of shoving around, pushing and pulling, pushing and pulling, pushing and pulled. <sighs> the car jack. Uh, let's just say that the car jack was not meant for to withstand lateral motion, and the car jack uh, rolled over. Uh, and so, <laughs> so while he's under the car, Mr. C just here. Bam! Ugh. And saw the car literally drop three inch, and the bottom of the car is literally on his nose. <laughs> he's he's lucky he 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 didn't get crushed by something. So by some miracle, the uh, the lower car lift asked, was actually able to catch it, catch the oh, entire good. car. <laughs> oh, good. Um, he was able to wiggle himself out of a car. Except he spends the following the rest of the Christmas holidays uh, trying to check whether he's actually alive or he's already in purgatory. <laughs> That's what he's worried about? 
Oh my god. Yes. So proper safety precautions, everybody. I, I <laughs> yes, please. If if it has to deal with your own personal safety, don't don't cheap out. Yeah, that um, that, that that actually reminds me when you talk about the uh, southern stuff. But yes, don't don't cheap out on protection stuff. Be cautious. Yes. Be extra cautious. Yes. Um. I don't know if this is like the the first time or like the hundredth time you've talked about some of your coworker stories, but every time I hear a coworker story from you, it's always like, I I don't understand, Frank. Half of the stories comes from <laughs> like a certain individuals, like 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 a couple individual that is a very, uh, they gotta screw loose. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. They gotta screw loose. And just, okay, so just just bringing that back to a conversation about safety and soldering. I had a soldering fan that was sucking all of the fumes away. I was wearing a mask. I was wearing eye protection. I was in a very well ventilated uh, wind tunnel space to pull the uh, any exhaust out. Made sure to wipe everything. Showered. Bef- showered afterwards. You know, I could just set it up in your backyard, right? I mean, I could, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do nowadays. I just put a little tiny table outside and just start it outside. I could, but I also didn't just didn't want to be outside. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a bit cold over the weekend. Uh, actually, it's not that bad compared to DC. Like I went I, last week. Yes, I know you froze your butt off in DC. Oh yeah, um, that was a very eventful trip. As as a person who doesn't usually go more than like thirty miles away from his house on a you know, for the past twenty years or so, uh, going to DC is pretty far for you. Well, it's from the you, literally the west coast to one of the furthest city available, right? So, yeah. um, so let's see, let's see what what the DC trip entails. Um, there's a delay on the landing due to snow, due to blizzards and snow. There mm-hmm. is a possibility of flight didn't even didn't even work. They they work in the there was rumor they can cancel it, but they didn't. And uh, well, I caught a certain human malware. <clears throat> COVID. <clears throat> you got a certain human malware. That's a weird way of calling it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, because I can't say that on YouTube. Apparently, when you stream it, when you stream it. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So I caught that. I got sick. Uh, I recover. Uh, I think I'm eighty percent there right now. <clears throat> Actually, now if I talk too much, I start coughing, and um, so that kind of ruined my day. My 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 additional days, I decided to stay in DC for looking around. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of no points anyway because the uh, the Lincoln Monument Memorial is under repair and it's under construction. Oh, that's weird. The last time I was there, it was also under repair. Yeah. Well, but the last time I was there was 25 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. The entire White House is blocked off now. You can't even go near there. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else. What other stupid stuff is out there? Uh, mm, yeah, COVID. I eventually visited the uh, Smithsonian uh, Aerospace one, which is oh, nice. honestly... That one is pretty impressive. It has a mm-hmm. lot of the original airplanes and the uh, the models, and I think they have the original Wright brother planes there. Nice. And they um, also have the sister robot of the Mars rovers and everything. 
Huh. Like the one they leave on Earth to troubleshoot everything. They yeah. have the those those copies at the museum. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. If you are interested in the space and the aerospace, I would definitely put in a visit when you're in DC. I personally that exhibit gave me more enjoyment than actually visiting the White House and the memorial at DC. <laughs> I mean, you've you've always been a little bit more on the science oriented oriented path than the political oriented path. Yes, yes, and yeah, and so so with COVID on this way out on the flight back, of course, there's everyone coughing because it's the cold and DC and everything. Um, I was I decided to use my battery to charge my cell phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh God! You've I so yeah. so so it only charged about maybe four percent and stopped charging. I was like, "What's going on? Why why is the the light on this battery blinking?" So plug it, plug it back in. Nope, doesn't work. Still blinking. Plug it, plug it back in. Nope, still work. Doesn't work. So I said, "Okay, you know what? Screw it. Let me tap this a few times and see oh. what happens." <laughs> so also, I, so gently, I literally just like pop, pop, pop. Tap it a couple of times against literally my leg. Sure, because technology it used to be if it didn't work, you just tapped it a couple of times. It used to work, and this is sometimes true. It, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes sometimes it will work if there's yeah. a short circuit with something loose or something. Well, I tap it a few times. It still doesn't work, but after about like ten seconds, fifteen seconds, I hear a little crack. I didn't thought too much of it because I was on the airplane, so there, there, there's like sounds all around me. Yep. In another thirty seconds, I finally realized, hey, the battery in my hand is growing. <laughs> it's expanding. <laughs> <laughs> While you're flying on an airplane. While we are, yes, flying a airplane. So I was looking at it. As it expands in my hand <laughs> and thinking, what's going on? And then he finally hit me. Holy shit, this might explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically got a uh, unbuckle, jump, to, jump up, ran to the flight attendant in the very front and tells him, hey, I have a... Literally and possibly my explode device in my hand and what to do with it. <laughs> Turns out that American Airlines still does not have battery-proof bags or anti-burn bags on their plans. I, I thought those were standard now um, on they all airlines. And they don't. <laughs> at least uh, they didn't know where it is. So the result is we just toss it into a middle tray for the time being and hopefully nothing happens. Well, hopefully. well, not hopefully, right? Nothing happened because I made it back. <laughs> Did you? Did they give you the battery back? No, I just told them they can keep it. <laughs> what if they kept it in there for another plane ride? I don't know. <laughs> I just told them you can keep it. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> just leave it there. And they, just, they did try to give it back it. to you. No, 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 no. They they just say, oh yeah, we'll we'll just keep it. We'll just keep watching it, and then you can have it back toward the end of the plane. Like no, no, no. You can keep it. Just toss it. Make sure you toss it at the end. I mean, for all you know, that could have either exploded or leaked out toxic gases into the plane. Oh, no, it won't leak out toxic gases. This is a lithium-ion battery. 
it will just self combust where the flame oh. light cannot put out. Oh, okay. It's one of those. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then just explode. Kind of like the Samsung battery. <laughs> yes. But possibly worse because there's much more, uh, there's much more battery capacity this, in there. Yeah. This is a, a larger capacity battery than the Samsung, right? So, because this was like a, um, this is like one of those like big battery. Types, I think right? those, that, that one is a 16,000 mAh. <laughs> All right. I think a standard phone is 5,000, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so three times a standard phone. So, uh, yeah yeah it was a very very eventful dc trip at, at, at any point during the flight where you're like well this is the last flight that i might be flying this is the only thing in my mind is well you know this is why i didn't want to come to this trip in the first place <laughs> <laughs> now do you think it's because of the cold that it compromised the battery like what like is this a I don't know the uh, the battery brand is uh, what's it called? Is a Zen something battery? Never heard of it. I was I was wondering if it was an anchor battery because I have a couple of those. No, it was a uh, Zendura. Zendure. Oh. Z e n d u r e. You should put a one star review wherever you bought it. Just like almost exploded on a plane. <laughs> they were rated pretty high back then. Uh, I'm no. not sure what happened to that one, but uh, yeah, I think the maybe brain not kind anymore. of fell off. Maybe not anymore. Maybe maybe some people's battery also exploded. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at this point. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that one that was pretty bad because that was pretty bad. And yeah, very very eventful week. So besides the trip i also make sure to there's a there's a shop in dc airport called pan and pros i believe hmm pan pros and the uh, dc at the airport it's a kiosk okay i was very disappointed <laughs> what did they have for fountain pen and just actual pen people in general almost nothing really wow yeah, they have a bunch of bags. They have some uh, little uh, plushies. They do sell a couple notebook covers, which is all right and decent. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Uh, it's it's more like a messenger bag, like a um, more more like a person bag, boutique than pen. I mean, it is In at fact, the airport. So it's I mean, at that's... the airport. The issue is, I actually tried looked at their lineup, and I can't even find a fountain pen in there. So what's the name for? <laughs> Maybe they used to sell pens, and now they I, don't. I don't know. They sell ball. They sell ball boy pens, I guess. Hmm. And I was very disappointed when I was there. Yeah, I, I can see that. I was like, oh, maybe I can at least see one shot because well, while I was there, the it was snowing and Blizzard was there. It was like 27 degrees outside. So everything is pretty much frozen and uh, the, you need cars to get everywhere because our lounging was all the way in the hotel in uh, Maryland, like 30 minutes away from the actual main D.C. It's 27 degrees outside, freaking cold as hell. So I don't even want to leave unless it's for certain things, even though... There was the other attendees with me that come from like a northern part of a USA. Mm -hmm. He walked in with the t-shirt. <laughs> there, there are some people who could take cold very well. I was just like, what the heck is going on? 
And was he wearing a was he wearing a, was he wearing a jacket? Nope, nope, just just a t-shirt walking in. <laughs> the next day it got even colder. He walking with two t-shirts. Wow. <laughs> right, 10 degrees colder, add a t-shirt. So yeah, some people can take coats, I, I cannot. And I was that kind of freezing my butts off. That was, that was a DC trip. I was originally my my point, my plan was maybe visit the uh, fountain pen store, like a uh, pen shop nearby if there's any. Haven't done any of that because I was sick. So, I mean that's uh, understandable. Yeah. So uh, just decided to muster up enough uh, strength and actually feel good enough that basically I was I was already like the symptoms are gone, symptoms are gone all the way down. The uh, COVID test is almost almost uh. No lines and uh, just it's like, yeah, you know what, let's go. So let's see. So this is a store I've come across online. It's called So and So. Is that how it's spelled? It? Uh, that's a good guess. So and So. I think it's so. Not a bad it's name. an Australian stationery company. Is brand. Well, they say have established in 2024, right? So this is a brand new stationery store. Ooh, I like their sticky notepads. Right. And uh, honestly, it looks pretty good. I also like their um their wax seals. Although I'm not a wax seal person. I have one, but I don't actually use it. It's a wax seal. And uh, all I can say is this is a... Uh, the store is much more... Uh, feminine, feminine point, I would say. Yeah, I, I could say that, but I mean, they still think they got good stuff here. They have a very good collection of wax seals, uh, notebook covers, papers, uh, like little pretty cute pen cases, sticky notes, and paper notes. And I've got some, they have like some... a cat looking, they call the cat macaron sticky notes. Yeah. It's cute. It actually looks like really it. cute. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like. I mean, I can't really see it, but their glass pen looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly have that as well. And so, yeah, uh, if you are interested, uh, take a look, look on their website. It's called So and So, S O E N S O E. And it's an Australian company that just launched this year. Yeah. You know, I, I remember a couple months ago. Uh, I was talking to you about how I finally became a Reddit citizen. Yes. There's so much on the fountain pen Reddit that's just like, I'm so disappointed in Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you literally went in at the right... I, I'm not sure that's the right time or the wrong time, but yes, you, <laughs> you joined at the time that the news blew up. But it's like I, I pegged it. Like the moment I saw Ferris Wheel first come up with that Kickstarter, I was like, I do not trust this brand at all. <laughs> um, and I'm happy to feel like I, I'm validated in that. In that, if I only feel that the, um, the commoners, the common people's uh, ideology, some finally match yours. Is that it? Yeah, because I, I've seen I, the so and so sells Ferris Wheel products. And yeah, I, I would not. I don't. I wouldn't count it against the store to sell Ferris wheel, like because it, you know, every it's 
you know, free market, you sell it's what you It's a popular sell. product. It's yeah, very, it's popular very product. popular. And uh, yes. a lot of people like the brand until, yeah. until that point, I guess. <laughs> until they realize that, like, oh, wait, I think I'm uh, overpaying for what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Um, admittedly, Ferris wheel marketing, excellent. Top-tier marketing. Like, they really have a really good marketing team. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to buy any of their stuff <laughs> it feels like a it feels like they are a sub com hmm. like, you know a lot of the e-bike for example they, they just basically choose certain configurations of the bicycles from a shop in china and they mm -hmm. just water it and they sell it here for a different name yeah that kind of feels of ferris wheel has been doing quite a bit for they're non-incredited peripherals. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. They Companies do that with watches all the time, too. <laughs> well, it's not even just watches, right? I mean, the, like for example, a lot the link, of products. Yeah, the link you just gave me, uh, that is the uh, Mont Blanc. The Mont Blanc wireless headphone, right? Uh, the prior the... to this, there's an LV one as well. And I mean, all those are just subcontracted uh, devices. But I think there, there's a difference between just slapping your name brand on everything versus actual putting uh, research and uh, some customization to fit your brand and to meet certain quality assurances. And uh, I'm not sure about the Ferris wheel, especially for their dip pens. Like mm -hmm. the, the same exact dip pen you can find in Japan website for a much cheaper price. And they yeah. basically kind of slap a name on there for a higher price. Yep. And that's something that's something I feel kind of icky about. Yeah. Like if it is like a collab, like there, there's own spec. Sure, go ahead and sells it, but it, it looks like it's really just bought and rebranded. But and that, mm. that kind of sits not exactly right with me. Nope. Okay, so uh, enough talk with the Ferris wheel. I guess we can talk about my uh, other stuff. Uh, for example, my Pilot E ninety five broke. The Pilot E95, I, I, I need to look that up. That is the one with the um, uh, oh, it's the nib. soft nib. The soft nib. Yeah, the one well, where like, it's like a very pocketable pen. Yes, there, there's a chance that the, um, me trying to slightly flex it <laughs> have cost this. Like years ago, it may have cost this. I, I, I don't know. But while I was cleaning it for my mother because she has taken over my E95. Sure. The entire nib fell off in the uh in the sauna cleaner. Uh okay, now I don't own an E95. How is the nib fit in there? Is it pressure fit? Like is it's, it clipped in? It's slightly pressure fitted. But at the same time, that nib is actually glued to the bar, to the pen itself. Okay, so it is not a nib that you would remove for cleaning. No, I don't think so. <laughs> at least not the newer edition, the newer generations. Okay, interesting. It just falls to the bottom of the ultrasonic cleaner. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, crap. <laughs> But it pressure fitted back in, sure. so it is still working. And yeah. if it doesn't work, I'll let you know. Uh, but I'm, if if it has to be glued back, I'm not sure. 
I really not sure how to fix that thing unless I might, well, maybe I want to send it back to Pilot and have them fix it. Yeah, because I mean, all of the nibs are just kind of pressure fit in, right? So, I I would hope it's not glued. I would hope so too. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it fell out, and you put it back in, and it works for now. It works for now. Um, I cannot guarantee it will continue to work, but it works for now. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's go on to a little bit happier topic. Actually, no, 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 no. Let's continue this. Um, regards to pen repairs, I think Jacob has sent us an email regards to this. Mm-hmm. He noticed that the uh, breathing hole of the uh, pilot fountain pens itself actually does have slots in them. Mm-hmm. Like when you the 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 one that punctures the cartridge has okay. little lines on them, right? So he's asking will it actually affect flows or not? When you didn't line up with the breathing hole on your own nib and the feed assembly? My answer to Jacob is I have no idea. <laughs> but at the same time, to tell you the truth, I discovered that maybe years ago as well on my, on my uh, finishing point and the prayers. My personal solution is I line them up just in case. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless whether it's actually going to do anything or not I line up just in case it actually does anything someday this is this is just on the pilot pens right um pilot pens in general but I'm not sure any other brands actually has the uh I think Plan also has the breathing hole stuff too the breathing hole on where the the little plastic protruding that that knocks out the little bearing in your ink cartridge. Oh, they have. A, they also cut a little groove inside for air exchange for air and ink exchange. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and of course your nib itself has screws in them, right? Yes. So the Jacob's question is, do you need to line up the grooves? Does it really matter? And does it impede or improve the flow of the pen if it doesn't match it? I don't know. I've honestly never, I've honestly never noticed. Uh, yeah, for me, as I, I noticed it, I tried to match it, whether that actually does anything, I have no idea. I have not noticed any weird differences because I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably something that you'll notice when, when someone took the part, took a part and uh, cleaned the entire pen quite a couple of times. Trying to figure out what we're talking about here. Let's try to, you know, honestly, I haven't used my pilot pens in a long time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me bring one out. Well, my mine's inked most of the time on my desk, so I don't really get to see the uh, the bag of a pen that all all too often. Ooh, I just noticed that the uh, that the uh, the Pokemon pen is also one of those pressure fit nibs. I mean, yes. they're all pressure fit, but one of those like nail nibs. Yes, it is similar to the E95. Yeah. Though it's slightly different. It, it kind of clips in on the side, which is a little different. Yeah. Well, that's what E95 does too. It clips in on the side. Oh. <laughs> so one day if it falls off, don't be surprised. Yeah, I'm looking at how it fits in, how my cart, 
my cartridge converter fits into my po Pokemon pen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that would do anything. Well, now you have your uh, drawer list. You can take a look at. You can take a closer look if you want to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't think that would do anything. I yeah, I don't know. Uh, I am. I, I, I cannot give a, a qualitatively or more objective device for it. I mean, you can always just try it and see if it does anything. Yeah. Yep. But how do you measure it though? Like, unless you stick with the exact same the exact same ink. Yeah. You really couldn't tell. Like we we felt that when people change ink like it's nothing. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? If you can't tell, then does it matter? Yeah, a little bit. Subconsciously, maybe like, ah, oh, maybe that's gonna be a little bit wetter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or consequently, maybe you have a wetter ink that you want drier, and maybe that'll help. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Not sure about that. Talk about ink. Actually, uh, we have a. Uh, um, someone called Octopus Goodness on Reddit. Mm -hmm. He just posted this. I will provide a link as well. This is called the uh, Advanced Ink Mechanics 0.2. That's what our document is called. It is a comprehensive guide on the properties of ink and a little bit of history on it because he is the uh, person behind the formation of ink on his own company. Okay. And uh, he will give you a very, very good fundamentals on how ink and mixing solution you're supposed to do yourself. He wrote this himself? He wrote this himself. Because he's a, the, he's a guy that formulated this. Why does the font keep changing as I'm reading it? I don't know. But it does change. That's kind of... That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just copy from different documents of himself. It's, it's very distracting. I mean, it, there's an easy fix, which is I just copy it to my own doc and just make the font the same. But it's a little weird. I didn't even notice on Hillary's call it out. I just read it. <laughs> I, I I I I am pretty immune to font differences due to reading Chinese novel all the time, and the font is never consistent. Oh, different websites, different fonts, and uh, sometimes if like, if you happen to visit a uh, mobile version of a site, it's a different font versus the, uh, the the normal desktop version of a site. And then if you log in and log out, um, not even not even log in and log out. If if you just open the app and look at the run, then sometimes the font changes by itself, set to read default. <laughs> so uh, I, I kind of already used to different fonts. Yeah, but in, in like one page, the titles for each one of the sections is different, and then the font for like the the text is different. So it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it I, is very comprehensive. Like he goes through a lot of stuff. Yeah, he'll give you like each color of the dye and the name of it and what it does, whether this dye actually sheens. Like, it's kind of like, oh, I suspect certain dyes will sheen different colors. Um, like, for example, he said there is a, uh, well, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Ertherocyne is a fluorescent pink. It will sheen gold or green. Yeah. But I mean, it's cool that he's actually talking about the the actual ingredient that does the thing. Right. He actually gave you the exact ingredient you need to, to achieve certain things and the exact color, the dye color, that tells you what it is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's very good. And he also tells you the uh, 
the pH uh, level of the ink that's typical. And then he also talked about uh, he he does cover Inkman Blue, the one I tried and completely failed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Doesn't work. That's if 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 anyone want to do a group buy or like a uh, Kickstarter on Inkman on Inkman Blue pigment ink, let me know. I'll I'll try to promote the heck of it on this podcast. I, I do like that the first line has it says there have been attempts to make ink with this, but there are no commercial fountain pen inks made with it. Yes, it's a pain in the butt because I like I suspect I think the crystal structure of the uh, pigment is just too is too hard to, to process mm. on a commercial level because that thing is is basically in a similar process of baking, creating a synthetic ruby. You just do it in, you mix in certain elements to change the color a little bit. I, I, if I recall correctly, that's what's going on with Eman Blue's creation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he goes like much in depth with the biocide that you can use, with the uh, solvents, uh, quick tangent on paper to use, servitant, how the, the older ink. Stuff like that. So if you take a look, it's 17 page. If you are a fountain pen uh, official and uh, really want to know what you can add and what you cannot add to your ink, I'll give it a try. Uh, I'll give this document a read and see see if it actually kind of uh, correlates to what you have been experiencing for your own fountain pen journey. Hmm. All right. Next one is a brand new pen from Visconti. Ooh. New pens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not buy it due to the price. Oh, but okay, I would say I actually do like this design. You know, is is your typical Visconti extremely showboy? You know, honestly, it's a like little subdued for Visconti. Actually, really, you think so? I think it's because I'm so used to Chinese dragon aesthetics. That like this actually seems about normal. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That was my nose. Um, still recovering from COVID. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, my, but my, like, my... but like Chinese dragon aesthetics, this is actually pretty tame. Is uh, red and gold, which is a typical Chinese New Year color, mm -hmm. red envelope color. And I think the uh, dragon it is uh, starting silver plated, if I recall correctly. The dragon looks exactly like a Chinese chopstick holder emblem. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't you know I mean? say I wouldn't go that far. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it does look like that. I say it looks more like a uh, little tiny paper uh, paper stand. It does look good. I I I definitely like how it looks. Um, in, in terms of Visconti special editions, this is one of the one of their better ones. It has rubies in his eye for his eyes. Ooh, yeah, ooh, indeed, on the uh, on the pen itself. So, um, they they need a matching phoenix one. For what year of the phoenix? There's no year of the phoenix. No, but like, you always need the two, the dragon and the phoenix. I was I was trying to figure out what is why is a limited edition of two two four and realize it's two thousand twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Is there a Chinese significance to this? Mm, two, two, oh, four. Uh, 
Oh, is you mean that there's only 224 of these? Available, yeah. Limited oh, wow. release. Well, I mean, this will probably sell out. Dragon, Year of the Dragon is by far the most, like, the favorite year for people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure this will sell pretty easily. So there, there's that to be look at, to look at. Yeah, that, but that is pricey. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, well, this is the uh, 5,800 euro. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a lot. It is. It is quite a bit. And uh, uh, But it's it's a good design. That's all yeah. I can say. Is it, is it one of those designs in recent years from Visconti that I say, oh, okay, I actually like this quite a bit. I'll be excited to see the other Year of the Dragon pens that come out this year. They're quite, there's quite a bit. Yeah. I'm not sure... I'm not sure every one of them is worth talking about, but uh, if uh, kind of like weird ones coming out, I'll talk about it more. I mean, every every past year for Chinese New Year's, Lunar New Year's, we always seem to talk about like the pens that come out. Right. And uh, well, I already covered some. There's a Huang Dian one on the previous podcast. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm just curious to see if Opus 88 can release something that is better. Per se, mm -hmm. or maybe the uh, what is it called? Um, Narwhal maybe release something a little bit more uh, tasteful in the <laughs> in the maquillage style pens. We'll see. We'll see if they have something coming up. So, what is this one you link me? Uniball? Yes. Frank, have you seen this pen? No, they look fat. Uh, did you know <laughs> that this pen is selling out everywhere and is the talk of TikTok for a while? No. <laughs> I don't use TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. I didn't know about this until a friend of mine who does use TikTok asked me, hey, you know, have you heard of this pen? And I'm like, nope. I have not. <laughs> But there's a bunch of people that really love this pen. And when I first saw this pen, maybe a week or two ago, it was sold out. You couldn't buy it. I can see why people love it because the color scheme is one of those really nice pastel colors. Yeah. I just wonder how they write. I mean, it might be pretty comfortable because it's pretty fat. Okay, so if people don't know, I'm talking about the Uni Uniball One P. Um, Uniball One Piece? <laughs> I, I don't think there's a One Piece connection. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what does a One Piece stands for then? I got no idea. Uh, the highly sought after Uniball One P. Uh, available in these colors. I don't know what it stands for. But I mean, it's basically a 0.5 uh, gel ball ink pen. Have you um, read the description? The entire thing? No, I have not. Read it really quick, and then I have problems with the description. Uh, the pocket-sized masterpiece is a customer favorite with its shorter length and ergonomic design. It fits perfectly in your hand, ensuring a comfortable writing experience. Equipped with a metal stabilizer, the pen tip guarantees smooth writing, stable writing. Experience the perfection of Uniball 1P for yourself. That's okay. Uh, it's the next one that I have a problem the with. Uniball 1P showcases a groundbreaking ink formula that delivers uh -huh. vibrant, bleed-free colors. Yes. Whether writing on any paper service, rest assured that your words will emanate clarity and professionalism. Wow. 
Moreover, its sturdy, wide opening wire grip effortlessly secures pens, elevates your writing experience with the Uniball 1P. So, <gasps> so oh. they spent like maybe a quarter of this entire sentence talking about their ink. Huh. In fact, their special point on the bottom also talk about their ink. Vibrant black ink known to help with memory retention. Oh, okay, that's a, I mean, yeah, sure, but like that's that's stretching <sighs> yeah. it a little far, buddy. Well, that means that means the 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 platinum black is gonna sear into our brain, right? If if, <laughs> if that's if that's how it works. <laughs> Bring crisp, vibrant black lines to your artistic and personal projects. They're really stretching the sails on this. Yes. And the special formula of the ink to always stay on top of fiber instead of being absorbed into the paper. And then I was like, huh, okay. I don't know about that one. Only available in black. And for this much emphasis on the ink itself, we don't show it. Yeah. And they say vibrant colors. And I'm like, you mean black? I mean, that's fine. I mean, it, <laughs> I just it can say. be, yeah. <laughs> that's <sighs> <laughs> like i was reading it's like i have i have a lot of issues with this advertisement yeah and it, it is the talk of i mean it actually might have died down because tiktok trends go go away very quickly um and it is for sale now so you can't buy it it's not sold out anymore but um i just thought it was interesting that this pen you know as for people who are not into pens, this is the biggest craze right now. Interesting. Yeah, I would like to borrow one and uh, see how how vibrant and the deep, yeah, and stable the, the the black ink is. <laughs> Sixteen bucks for a ballpoint pen is pretty high. It's for a four pack, so it's four oh, bucks it? each. Okay, yeah, it's for a four pack, four bucks each. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if that is plastic or is that brass and uh, coated in something. Uh, I, it looks like plastic to me. You think it's plastic? It looks like plastic to me. That just that matte look looks plastic to me. Okay. It's a fat grip though. It's a fat pan with a pretty fat grip. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can find one somewhere uh -huh. and I can try it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure someone in your office will probably try one. Probably. I'm pretty talk sure my friend to, might Talk have to the same point. friend that I was just talking about. <laughs> see, see if he or she bought it. I, I, I might. I mean, uh, okay. As, as a person who's really into like the aesthetics of things, I will admit this is a pretty nice looking cute. It pen. looks nice. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna deny the fact that it looks nice. I just have a lot of issue with that description. <laughs> but, like, but like, how different is this vibrant ink compared to their other inks? Like it's a 0.5 millimeter ballpoint. It's not that thick. How what like? How when much I was see? reading that description, I was thinking that oh, each pen has a different color. <laughs> no, it's just black. the green is in green. The 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 strawberry comes in red or a pink. The orange come the the light orange. The milk orange comes in maybe orange. No, it's all in black. Yeah, it's just black. <laughs> so, interesting uh, advertisement. I can see why they uh, they trended on TikTok. Yeah. Not my that being style said, advertisement. I, 
I'm not about to buy one of these online. If I see one available at a store somewhere, I might buy it just to try it, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, I believe that is it for all the topic we have written for the day. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think this is a probably a good start for the new year. And uh, we will have some more special episodes coming up. And I, I'm thinking of doing a uh, knife special with one of my coworkers once we uh, recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. Like, two-thirds of my entire office got sick. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Listening thanks to, to one specific person that got sick and still come to work and pretending and it's nothing. When I hear stories about your office, I again, I am not surprised. <laughs> we have a very interesting environment. That's what I just said. <laughs> we have a very interesting environment. Yes. Uh, people that probably would not live for more than a couple of, than a year or two in a corporate world. <laughs> Myself included. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Frank. <laughs> All right. And uh, well, that concludes uh, today's episodes. And yeah. uh, uh, you want to read the ending prompt or do you want me to read it? I can read it. Okay. So it. you can find us uh, at fountainpenandstationary.com. Um, you can find our Instagram. Uh, I haven't updated in a while, but I really should. Fountainpenandstationary. And fountainpenstationary at gmail.com. There's no and. Fountainpenstationary at gmail.com if you want to email us. I think it's time to put your watch Hindi work on the Instagram and have everyone to take a look or critique yeah, it. I will. <laughs> All right, maybe, <laughs> don't don't critique it too hard. It was my first attempt. I remember looking at that website. By the way, the website is called uh, you, I don't think we actually Nemoki Mods. Yes, Momoki Mods. Did you leave that link there? Yeah. 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 M a m o k i m o d s dot com. Yes. In case you don't want to click on the link. I remember looking at sites, either this site or some sites similar to this. Again, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Your, your, your research hell goes very deep. I remember now. I was looking at how much it will cost for me to get a specialized fate-themed <laughs> watch compared to the super hard overpriced watch that was recently released in Japan. Uh, I think as long as you <laughs> get someone to, to, to do some kind of art on a dial, it'd be pretty easy. The issue is the hands. The hands? You want special hands? Yes, that one has special hands. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, right? The hands are pretty hard. You probably need to find a jeweler for that, and that would not be cheap. Eh, hmm. It depends. Does it? Do you know any company that offers special hands creation? No, but I I don't think you'd have to look very hard. Really? Now the mo the the watch modding community is huge. Not maybe not quite as huge as the keyboard community, but it's pretty huge. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Oh, uh, anyway. Um. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I will need to look into that in terms yes. of uh customized hands even though i'm kind of no longer in the lot deep in the fate franchises now 
But then there, there are specialized watches I, I don't mind if I want to customize and pay. Maybe a decent small fee, I wouldn't say large fee, maybe just a small fee to get my, my own very custom watch. This is how I mean, it looks. I mean, now you can just pay me. Oh yeah, I can just pay you to assemble it. I just need to get all the parts together. Yeah, you can just pay me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Matt, <laughs> Collins, the, uh, the watchsmith, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening for our podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, bye. Goodbye.